0: Are you ready for the word this morning? Amen. That was about fourteen of you. How about the rest of y'all? Amen. Come on, you ready for the word today? Amen. Amen. Well, we've uh, been in a series uh, that we've been calling Flourish, and I thought it would be fitting for us to continue on uh, during this series uh, this Sunday on Mother's Day. And the scriptures are not going to be on the screens today, so you're going to have to go old-fashioned and use your phone. <laughs> Remember when we used to carry Bibles? Remember that? So today, if you don't have time to go there, you'll have to just trust me. But I want to read a scripture that I quoted during the baby dedication a moment ago. Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. This is is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. And he's telling him, That before you were even formed, I had already called you to do some things. I had already appointed you to be something. And I love the fact that it says, I appointed you to be. I appointed you as mine, to be mine. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a human being, not a human doing. Y'all don't like each other? Come on, look at your other neighbor then. Say it. You are a human being not a human doing. And yet I find that we spend most of our time trying to do, trying to do better, trying to do the things, be successful and all the stuff that we do. And instead, God has called us to be. But what I have found is if you and I will be who he created us to be, we will do what he's called us to do. That was better than a right right there. I thought that would have got a bigger amen, right? If we would just be who he created us to be, we'll do what we're called to do. And and yet, I see so many people that just go through their life never really understanding how God created them to be what your strengths are. And I would encourage you, if you've never taken a spiritual gifts test, you can find them online. Most of them are free. If you've never taken a personality test, there's one that I highly recommend called Strengths Finder. If you've never taken that one, it is incredible. And what I love about it is it focuses on what your strengths are, not what your weaknesses are. Have you ever found that most of the time that's what we work on? We work on what we're bad at. Are we trying to help people work on what they're bad at instead of, why don't we, what if we all focus on what we were good at? Wouldn't that be amazing? Instead of making every kid learn math, come on, amen? (laughs) You are going to art school. And so I believe that's what the Lord is trying to get to us today is to focus on what our strengths are, focus on what He has called you to be, not just what he's called you to do. Moms, God formed us, but you were the vessel. Everything about us started with you. If you're here today, you have a mom to thank. Right. And even if she's not here, I would, I would, make, I would, make, I would make time today to, to find some time to tell you, mama that you love her and you're thankful for her. And if she's in heaven, then thank God that he gave you the time that you had with her. This is the day that we honor the women that, that are the greatest, the greatest women in the world. I, I was, many times I'll ask a, a lady, I said, so what do, you, what do you, you do? And she's, well, I'm just a mom. There's no such thing as just a mom. It's the greatest calling that there is. I want to talk about how God formed us. Let's talk about that. Did you know the first thing that's formed in a baby is the heart? I read this uh, from a study. It says this, the heart is the first organ to form during the development of the body. An S-shaped tube forms on the front of the embryo. This becomes the baby's heart. At first, the heart does not beat Beat. But soon it starts beating and pumping an early form of blood. The blood and circulatory system, powered by the heart, are the first organ system to develop. They are essential to carry the nutrients around the embryo to keep its cells alive. The heart is the first thing that is formed when you and I are formed. I believe this is not just naturally, but I believe this is also spiritually, that everything that you are and that everything that you will become comes from your heart. And throughout our lives, that heart continues carrying out this this vital job of pumping blood around our body. And I want to talk about if the heart is the first thing created, then how important is it? Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 23. Listen, it says, above all, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. If you're taking notes, write that down, Proverbs 4 and 23. For above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything that you and I have done or will ever do flows from our heart. Proverbs 27 and 3 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a person thinks in their essence and in their nature, that is who they are. So in other words, if you've got a pure heart, then purity flows out. If you have a polluted heart, then pollution flows out. I love how Eugene Peterson referenced it in the message in Mark 7 Listen to this. He said, it's what comes out of a person that pollutes. Obscenities, lust, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, depravity, deceptive dealings, carousing, mean looks. Can I get an uh uh-oh? Slander, arrogance, foolishness. All of these are vomit from the heart. There is the source of your pollution." Have you ever looked at someone and said, I can't believe you just said that? Or have you ever said that? I can't believe I just said that. Do you know one way to judge your heart is by your mouth? Because what is in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. I know we don't like to think that way, but it's the word of God. And they're so closely connected, your mouth and your heart. Criticism? Do you criticize? Are you you judgmental, bitter, angry, jealous, love, generosity, joy? What comes out of your mouth on a daily basis will tell you what is in your heart. Anybody feeling convicted right now? James 3 and 11 says, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? no. Luke 6 and 45, listen to this. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil person brings evil things out of the evil stored up in their heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so if it's full of joy and compassion, that's going to come out of your mouth. So can I encourage you today? If you want to change the way you talk, change your heart. Change what's right here. Instead of putting duct tape over your mouth, start with the heart. The essence of who you are. Your DNA. The Bible tells us, as I read in Proverbs 4, it says to guard it diligently. Guard your heart diligently. Just like a mom does. When that baby is in the womb, that body is is protecting that child. Everything that that the mom does is about protecting the heart of that baby. I can tell you right now that we need to be around people that help us protect our heart. We need to be around folks that will call us out when we need to be called out, love on us when we need to be loved. We need to be around people that will help us protect our heart. Can I get a good Presbyterian head nod? Guard means to keep watch over, to keep from, to protect, to Preserve. And the reason it's so important that we guard our heart is because it will be broken. Our heart will be broken. Our, our hearts are going to get polluted. If, you, if you've never had a broken heart, you haven't lived very long. We're gonna, life is going to break our heart. Somebody is going to break your heart. And that's why it's so important that we guard it. Jeremiah 17 says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine the secret motives. You ever heard someone say, just follow your heart? Don't do that. It will get you in a lot of trouble. Any heart followers that have gotten in some trouble because you followed your heart? That's why he gives us the word of God to make sure that everything we're doing is in line with his word. Guard it, care for the essence of who you are. Keep it, tend it, sweep it, feed it, care for it. And the proverb said this, care for it above all else. Guarding your heart should be the first and the last line of defense. Our heart should be our top priority. Why? Because everything flows from it And once your heart is damaged, it can never completely heal itself. Did you know that? Once the heart has been damaged, it doesn't heal itself. And the same to be said with our spiritual heart, with our emotional self. Once it's been damaged, it cannot heal itself. It's going to need some help. So those of you here today that that have a broken heart, Psalms 34 and 18 says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and he saves such as have a contrite spirit, a broken heart. I had a young lady come up to me at the end of the service, after, at the 11th service, she came up and she said, Pastor, what, what if my heart just been broken too many times? What, what do I do? How, how do I handle it? And I said, as I read today, the Bible tells us that the Lord is near to those that have a broken heart. You know that word broken and contrite means crushed like dust. Has your heart been broken? Has it been crushed? The Bible says that the Lord is near to those that have a broken heart, that have a crushed spirit. Lean in and listen to me. I think We're so used to people trying to get everything right and prettied up and and fixed up. And we think that that's what God is attracted to. And yet, Scripture tells us that what he's really attracted to are broken people. While you're over here trying to get it all right, he's in the corner looking for dust. Why would God look for dust? I think it's because it reminds him of the first time he met Adam. And he created Adam from the dust of the earth. And what God loves about a crushed and broken heart is that he can form it the way he wants to form it. He can mold it and make it. So could it be that the brokenness that you've experienced is really what's getting you ready for what God wants to do in your life? How can a heart be broken that many times? Psalms 147 and 3 said he heals the brokenhearted. Jesus said this in Luke 4, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I'm looking at some brokenhearted people here today. This town is full of them. That's why there's so many great songs that come out of this town. Broken hearts make great songs, amen? Nobody wants to have one. Nobody wants to live through one. And yet it's what God is looking for. In this study that I read, it it said that scientists have searched and searched for ways to replace the damaged cells in the heart, but they found that the only replacement therapy available for heart disease is a heart transplant. Come on, does that speak to anybody besides me? That when my heart is broken, when it's deceitful, the only hope that I have is to get a new heart. And Ezekiel tells us this. God said, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I'm also looking at folks that their hearts been broken so many times that it's been hardened. It's got calluses on it, and because of the pain that you've walked through, you stiff arm. You won't allow people to get close to you, even those that you love. And most of us have been hurt by people that aren't even in our world anymore. They're I don't even, you probably don't know where some of them are. And yet, because of what they've done to us, we keep everything at bay. What if the Lord today wanted to take your heart of stone and give you a a heart of flesh that beats again, that feels again, that dreams again, that has passion again? Come to my preaching to anybody but myself today. I believe that's what God wants for you today. I wish you could see what I see as I stand here and I see tears. Some of you have gone through things that no one should ever go through. You face things that no human being should ever have to face. And I know some of your stories. And I'm sorry that you've gone through it, but also know that there is a hope. And I know that there is a God who cares for you he knows exactly what you're going through. Come on, I want you to look at your neighbor and just say this, he sees you. Would you tell him? Say, he sees you. The person beside you needs to hear that right now. He sees you. And he cares. And you're not too broken that he can't mend you. In a moment, we're going we're gonna to pray a prayer. And we're going to ask the Lord to take the heart that we have that is deceitful and that is broken and that is hardened and that he would give us a new heart. And here's what I love, is once you give him your heart, then he will help you guard it. Philippians says this, he said, the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ. You may not be strong enough to guard your heart, but his peace is. And you know, when you use that word peace, a lot of times you think fluffy, right? Ah, oh, it's peace. It feels sweet. But Philippians says, peace is a guard. It's a centurion. It stands strong. And it says, nah, they've given their heart to me. And so you don't belong here. The peace of God that passes all understanding. How can you walk through these terrible, tough times that some of you have gone through and still have a peace because his peace is guarding your heart. Romans tells us if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. It starts with the heart. It's not just something you say. It has to be a belief, something deep inside of you that says, I'm trusting in you. And that is when the good stuff starts flowing out. Jesus said this, he said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So what if today we would give our heart to him and instead of the pollution that comes out of us, rivers of living water would flow out of us. Life and joy and peace and hope and faith, that's what he wants for you today. And that's what he wants for every single person you come in contact with. I talked last week about the fact that that we're supposed to be telling others about the good news. I can tell you, if you would just allow him to flow out of you, you may never even have to mention a word about your testimony because they're going to get it. They're going to sense it. They're going to feel it. What if we could be those kind of people that everywhere we went, life was just flowing out of us. Every every room we walked into, there was fresh life. That's what he wants for you. He wants to give you new life. He wants to give you a new heart today. I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray right now that your spirit would do what your spirit does. And that, Lord, you would begin to touch hearts. For those in the room, God, that have suffered or are suffering a broken heart, that, Father, you would begin to mend. You would begin to mend that heart pray for life to begin to flow. For those Lord that have hardened their heart. I pray Lord that your sweet touch, they could feel your sweet touch, your precious hand in your name. I pray Father today for those that have never, officially given their heart over to to you that today by the Holy Spirit they would be drawn to you today? Are those, God, that their heart is far from you? Still with your eyes closed, I just want to ask you, what is your next step today? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Is there a part of your heart that you've hidden from him? Is there a part that just you haven't stepped into forgiveness? Thank you, Father. All right, open your eyes and let's all stand. I made a promise that I wasn't gonna preach long on Mother's Day, and I kept my promise. I found you don't have to be a great preacher if you just don't preach too long. I'd love to lead you in a prayer today. I can't think of a better day to give your heart to the Lord than on Mother's Day, or to recommit your life to the Lord. As I read a moment ago, Romans says, if you will believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth that he is the risen Lord, that you will be saved. It would be my honor today to lead you in this prayer. Or maybe it's been a while since you've committed your life to Jesus and today you want to recommit your life to him. Whatever your next step is. I'm believing for the Lord to do a work this morning and to give you a, a new heart. There's a reason we say, I'm gonna give my heart to Jesus. Why don't you do that today? Would you just join with me in this prayer? Those of you that are watching online, everyone in the room, maybe today you're listening to a podcast and it's a few days after the service, let me lead you in a prayer in your car. Maybe you're in a hotel or on a bus somewhere. Would you just join me? in this prayer come on hills family let's pray it together say lord jesus thank you for your grace thank you that you are a healer today i confess that i cannot do this on my own today i'm giving you my heart the good the bad and the ugly forgive me of my sins i pray you would cover me with your grace Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want your life to flow out of me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I want to live with you forever, beginning today. Amen. Hills family, would you just celebrate today these folks that just prayed this prayer?